so heavy and sipping on the coffee like it's life support. Yeah. Everybody's lost in their days and they're lost in their life and they're calling it all the daily sacrifice. folks and welcome to nickel park it's a couch guided safari through the wilderness of life i am your tour guide ben and i am your happy birthday celebration boy joshua and i'm luke happy birthday wait i want another one i'm I'm your professional balloon animal artist ben oh that's good i'm uh i'm punch expert mixologist joshua good at punch Oh, I thought you meant like punching, <laughs> but that's that's really good. And I'm clown, Luke. <laughs> Ooh, not a job. It's just a lifestyle at this point, uh, folks. This is a big one. This is the big one. Some people, some of our astute listeners, may have noticed that we went. Uh, episode 97, 98, 99, and then we might have skipped to 101, 2, 3, uh, but we're back. We're back and we're ready to do this. Episode 100, two years, yes. two years of podcasting. What this a is a huge milestone. This is a big milestone. Uh, where were, where were we two years ago? Um, uh, getting sober. <laughs> that's right yeah that's right we had your intervention yep. in september yep and yep. yeah you were yeah you were getting sober that, yeah so lot so you may be asking hey what's up why'd you guys push off such a great episode such a such a monumentous episode for so mm-hmm. long we were waiting for the right time and the right time is today the day you're listening to this october 22nd 2021 because, as you may have been able to guess from the opener, maybe, maybe, hopefully, it is the birthday of our sexual lord and savior, Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> oh, and not this. just any birthday. Yeah, I was going to say. This is his 69th birthday. Hold up. Yes, Let me get a clean take. This is his 69th birthday. This is sacrilegious on so many levels. Yeah, I felt pretty dirty with what I said. <laughs> uh, gonna have to do some Hail Marys. They were lowercase L's and S's for the Lord and Savior there. I think if we get to, I think if we start trying to explain it, it gets worse. Okay, yeah, we'll just move on. <clears throat> Yeah, today is the monumental birthday of Jeff Goldblum, famous actor, uh, musician, 
uh, silver-haired fox that he is. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so we're here to celebrate. Uh, how are we celebrating uh, Jeff's birthday today? Well, we sang to him. Yep. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think we should just go over some of the high points of his life mm-hmm. and some of the mm-hmm. things that we appreciate about him uh, and kind of just show our gratitude in that way. Um, I mean, I personally can... Uh, m- I'm most thankful for Jeff and his role in Jurassic Park because Jurassic Park is one of my favorite movies of all times. Mm. Uh, and so I just, you know, that's... I've known... I've I grew up watching... Uh, Jurassic Park and therefore grew up watching Mr. Goldblum and all of his good acting skills and weird cadences when he talks uh, playing Dr. Ian Malcolm uh, so so I thank you thank you Jeff I think yeah like you mentioned um, I think one of my favorite aspects about Jeff is his voice and the way in which mm-hmm. he talks um, the delivery the, the the pauses and the the almost seemingly purposeful stutters, it, it combines for a beautiful listening experience. And actually, you guys know who Nick Offerman is? Mm-hmm. He, he, posed, he said this quote beautifully about um, his voice. He says, he has a natural... Oh, no, I don't know this word. Timber? Spelled with R-E at the end. T-I-M-B-R-E. Timbre. Timbre. I'm going to say timbre. Tomber. Anyway, he has a natural timbre that vibrates the pelvic bone of whomever whomever he's making eye contact with. (laughs) (laughs) And I think that's a great way to put it. We've all felt that in the audience. Mm -hmm. It's tomber. Really? Tom, yeah. Well, why'd they put an I in there? I don't know. It's just telling you what Google told me. Well, they didn't fix it. Uh, have you guys ever seen The Fly? I've never seen The Fly. I know he's. it, it was kind of a, a starting point for him in his career. Yeah, yeah, it was a really yeah critical movie for his career. Uh, I think you guys should go look at, if you just Google Jeff Goldblum, The Fly Transformation... Mm-hmm. So in the in this film, uh, I did a little bit of research because I haven't actually seen it. But in this movie, uh, uh, Jeff plays a scientist who is working on um, like the science of transportation, like uh, tra- like what am I trying to say? Teleportation. There teleportation. we go. Teleportation. Yes. Uh, Whoa. And in his teleportation machine, uh, as he's testing it, a fly gets in there, and so like his. DNA is intermingled with a fly and throughout the course of the movie he becomes this truly horrifying mm-hmm. human fly creature and it's 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 horrifying to behold it's really it's not, bad not pleasant yeah the thing is like when he's full fly when he's full fly mm-hmm. not that bad it's like a star wars star wars esque mm-hmm. sort of yeah. thing going on like the monster that fights Luke in the pit. Yeah. Um, when he's halfway, that's the most hor- horrifying thing I've ever seen. Yeah, I'm looking. I'm looking at an eight picture sequence here, and man, pictures uh, four and five are absolutely nightmare fuel. Yes, yes. it's bad. But 
all that to say, a man that can pull off that kind of movie, basically a, a man that can do that in a movie and then mm-hmm. still become the icon that he is today, is, is, I feel like says a lot about him. Yeah, very someone who can make everyone forget that he was in a movie like this mm-hmm. by being in a lot of good movies. Mm-hmm. Plus, not a lot of actors have attempted, you know, becoming uh, insects, at least in live action, you know? That's right. true. Al- almost none to my recollection. I wonder what the going back process was like. I don't think there is one. Je- so, Je- you're saying Jeff is still a fly? Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Here's another fun fact about him. Mm-hmm. Um, so, also in the movie The Fly... There's uh, baboons. Do you guys, mm-hmm. Apparently there's baboons. Yeah, I don't he's know. got like a pet baboon. Yeah, I don't know how they come come around here, but apparently the baboon uh, that they used in the film respected him because of his size and demeanor and th- and thought, I get, apparently it, there was a point where the baboon got out of control and the handler... And the other person on set in charge of the baboon couldn't deal with it. And Jeff was the one who was able to wrangle in the baboon. Wow. Because apparently they had this connection of like respect slash alpha mentality that Jeff posed on this baboon. It's probably because when Jeff talked to the baboon, the baboon's pelvis vibrated. The baboon was (laughs) like, "Whoa." whoa, that's new for me. This guy's voice is magic. He is a big guy. That's one thing I didn't realize. He's really six, yeah. He's six foot four, and well, direct quote from him: he's six foot four and a skosh. Um, mm. Look that up. It means a little. Hmm. And a skosh. Mm-hmm. So a little more than six four. I appreciate that, uh, and I did not really know this until I started uh, really digging into Jeff. That he and I share the same the same birthplace. We were both really? we were both Pittsburgh? born in Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. Nice. Which means I have a chance. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta start working on your cadence. I gotta start I gotta start writing affirmations in the shower. What's that? Uh I've I read that as well. He he apparently when he was uh just a wee lad, he wanted to be an actor, but mm-hmm. he thought he'd get made fun of, so he used to just write uh, on a steamy shower door, he'd just write like, "Please God, let me be an actor," and then he and then he'd erase it when he was done with his shower, so no one knew that he wanted to be an actor. Ah, wait, I thought affirmations were like, "You can do this. You are strong and smart." Yeah, so maybe this was more like uh like a like a plea to heaven. <laughs> okay, <laughs> he used to write "Please to heaven" ah on the shower door. Okay. Well, yeah, you should start doing that and also work on your timbre and cadence. Could could you maybe try out a little bit of that? Um, I don't, but I don't want to copy Jeff's style because he's not dead yet. Right, right. Like if Jeff yeah. was dead, it'd be like, oh, cool, this guy's like another Jeff Coldbloom. Mm-hmm. But when you do it when they're alive, it's like this guy's copying, trying to copy Jeff. Right. So what's yours? And his my pelvis, nothing. When this guy talks. I think mine would be mine's more like a like this like a thought like a thoughtful <laughs> like a thoughtful a thoughtful and really provocative mm. sort of decisive 
tone. <laughs> yeah. That makes people think that I'm really smart. Right. Sure. The long pauses make it seem like you're adding dramatic effect. Like I'm mm-hmm. really pondering mm-hmm. the best way to sort of deliver my my inner machinations. Mm. I think I could play like a red shirt in a Star Trek. What's a red shirt? They get killed. It's like before. What? Yep. What's up? I was gonna do it a uh, sports joke. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. You do that. It's too late. What's a red shirt? Wait, I said I was gonna be a red shirt. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. shouldn't ask. Hey, what? What's a red shirt? Oh, uh, funny you should ask. Uh, it's a guy in Star Trek. <laughs> Uh, are y'all going to his birthday party i sure hope so yeah i'm still waiting on the invite did you guys get yours yeah 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 Uh, i I don't have mine yet but he did send me the tracking code for the letter and it's in minneapolis right now Mm. on its way supposedly i got mine yesterday because north carolina is closer than kentucky to california Mm -hmm. you yeah usps wise Jeff's old-fashioned. Did you guys know he tried to hire a prostitute at 13? <laughs> I, did, I did know that, actually. <laughs> That's hilarious. Uh, I'm getting a lot of these. I'll, I'll cite my sources. I, Mental Floss has a fun little facts about Jeff Goldblum article that I perused uh, hmm. today just to prepare myself for his birthday party, um, which we are going to have to, like, we are going to have to book it to get there by tonight for his birthday party. Right. I'm thinking about it now, and I'm thinking about how it is his birthday today. Mm-hmm. And he does live in beautiful California. Yeah. Right, so we gotta get out there. there. We got the time delay working for us, or the time oh, true. difference, so it, it should take almost no time to get there. Is the opposite of a delay an alley? An alley, yeah. Al- an alley. It's French for go. Okay, just making sure. What What are some things you guys are most excited about for his birthday party? Um, mostly for his, well, so obviously his band's going to be there and they're going to play. Oh yeah. And that's huge news. Cause I am, I'm, I love his band and the things they play. What's your, what's your favorite, what's your favorite Jeff Goldblum song? Now to be fair, he does some covers. He does do covers. Uh, and I have a favorite that's not, there's nothing even close to it. And that is, uh, come on to my house. I don't know how to say it. I'll be honest. <laughs> um, would it help if you tried to say it in a Jeff Goldblumian accent? I could. I could. I could try. Uh, I, I think. I think. I think. I think. I think my favorite song is "Come On to My House." I don't have the pitch that he has. His pitch is incredible. I think it's because he's so tall. It could. It be. It comes from somewhere deep inside of him, but then he just barely lets it out. Mm. Like his vocal cords are a good three feet down in him. <laughs> yeah. But by the time it travels all that distance, it just has something special. It's like an instrument. Yeah. It gets a little breathy. Yeah. A throat like an oboe, this guy. Mm. Bars. Luke, would you be interested in reading off any like of the lyrics of your favorite song? Because I'm really interested to know what Come On To My House is about. Oh, I sure can. Yeah. Um. I'll pull them. I have them memorized, but I'll pull them up just for the sake of getting it right. Um, so you should I just start from the beginning? Yeah. Uh, come on to my house, my house. I'm gonna give you candy. Come on to my house, my house. I'm gonna give you apple, 
a plum, and apricot a two. Come on to my house, my house a come on. Come on to my house, my house a come on. Come on to my house, my house. I'm going to give you figs and dates and grapes and cakes. Come on to my house, my house a come on. Come on to my house, my house a come on. Come on to my house, my house. I'm going to give you candy. Come on to my house, my house. I'm going to give you everything. Come on to my house, my house. I'm going to give you Christmas tree. Come on to my house, my house. I'm going to give you marriage ring and a pomegranate too. Ah. Come on to my house. My house to come on. Come on to my house. My house to come on. Come on to my house. My house. I'm going to give you peach and pear and I love your hair. Come on to my house. My house to come on. Come on to my house. My house to come on. Come on to my house. My house. I'm going to give you Easter egg. Come on to my house. My house. I'm going to give you everything, everything, everything. Wow. That is the entire Poetry. Song. Poetry. Wow. It is poetry. I love it. I'm going to give you Christmas tree. Yeah. I love that. He doesn't even say a Christmas tree. He really just, It's really more of the essence of the Christmas tree. Mm, I'm going to bring you Christmas tree. Mm-hmm. Just overall. The idea of a Christmas tree. Everything surrounding it. Same with Easter egg. That's good. I love that. I, I It speaks to me. You guys would would you guys like to know some extremely sad news? Uh, Honestly, no. Not All particularly. Right. Never mind. Is good it going to make for good audio? The place the 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 place where Jeff Goldblum and his band often played mm-hmm. has closed down forever. Oh well, that's not that sad. I mean, there's always places. Like, they can play music at other places. Yeah, but now I'm going to have to find out where they play. (laughs) I guess it's mostly just sad for the amount of research I'm going to have to do now. Mm. Mm. Figure out where Jeff Goldblum's going to play once he's allowed to get back up on stage. Do you guys know Jeff Goldblum's favorite color? Blue. Well, so now I'm actually in a pickle because... Huh? I would have said green, but I'm curious well, what the no, pickle is about. The pickle is green. The pickle's green. But mm. the problem that I have is his favorite color is a rainbow. So technically, you're both kind uh. of right. It seems like cheating to say your favorite color is a rainbow. Yep. Because it, it isn't one color. Right. But also, light is the rainbow. Mm. So really, his favorite color is... White. White. Here's and a fun thing to think that's about. That's pretty racist. Hit me. <laughs> so white, like the color white mm-hmm. in a scientific, thinking about it in a scientific way, white is a combination of all the colors because right. white light is all color spectrums in one. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. From an artistic painting standpoint, white mm-hmm. is the absence of color. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So mm. white is both all colors and the absence of color, depending on how you're looking at it. Right, and black is the opposite because black is right. no color. Or yes. if you want to make black, you just mix them all together. All the colors, exactly. Isn't that crazy? I'm speechless. I thought that would oodle your noodle, Luke. Yeah, I think I'm gonna cry. You know, it'd make me feel better. Hmm. Money. I can get you some. Thanks. Come on to my house. I, I'll give you money. Hmm. 
and a Christmas tree. Folks, welcome to the ad booth, the part of the show where we do ads so that we can make money to continue doing the show. Uh, this week, uh, we're doing something a little bit different. We're actually going to do two go-homes. Usually, we do a go-big, and then we go home, but this week, we're going to do two go-homes, but they're both in the same vein, uh, so, so we figured we would just kind of lump them together. This week, we're sponsored by the Louisville Metro Correctional Facility as well as the Durham Metro Correctional Facility. So for those of you who don't know, if you are were to Google some sort of correctional facility or prison on Google, odds are you are going to get a Google result that has reviews and stars associated with it. So we are sponsored by uh, these correctional facility, facilities because they're trying to up their Google rating and by doing that, they just wanted to get the word out through podcasts like us. And so we're just going to talk about some of the reviews that they've gotten um, so that hopefully you can get out there and see them and uh, hopefully up those those ratings. So, uh, yeah, we're going to get into it. Um, I'll start this with uh, this is Louisville, by the way. OK, um, I'll just dive in. Daryl Troutman, uh, five star rating. Mm-hmm. Could have been better. Hmm. Wait, it was a five star rating? Five star rating. It uh, could have been, been better. better. Hmm. Well, according to your rating, it couldn't have. I'm not sure if he knows what the stars mean. Yeah, mm-hmm. interesting. What is, so, Louisville Metro Department of Corrections has a 2.6 rating uh, yeah. on Google. So, um, Jeremy Hines says, I'd rather be locked up in a medieval dungeon than serve time here. This place is hell on earth. One star. Mm, he got the stars right. Yeah, but 13 likes, which is interesting. Mm. So a lot of people yeah. felt similarly. Here, Here's a one star uh, for comparison mm-hmm. from Vinsex. Um, it's like you're in timeout and the babysitter has a baton. I can see why I said one star. That doesn't sound too fun. Yeah, no. that's a pretty good sort of explanation of prison, though. Mm-hmm. Like, right. T- t- timeout. Dylan Rowe gives you a little bit of advice. He says, they do let you keep your wallet and suggest you put everything in it. A little bit of... Hmm. Hmm. He's giving advice for those reading the reviews before they go in. Right. Just make sure you hang on to your prison wallet and, and put all your valuables in there. Mm-hmm. Yep. This one I really appreciate. This one actually comes from Durham County uh, Correctional Facility. I really enjoyed this one. Uh 0018 says, exceptional views, modern furniture, stainless steel appliances, and guest service 24 hours. Whoa. (laughs) (laughs) So that sounds pretty nice, honestly. That does sound quite nice. I'm looking around. That's better than my house. Right. Yeah, I don't have any stainless steel appliances. Yeah, mine are ancient. Um, I've here- stained stained steel appliances. <laughs> <laughs> uh, here's here's one from uh, Jay Rosen. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> best gay bar in town. <laughs> How many stars? Three. 
so it's not the best. Like, <laughs> I guess all the other all the other ones are two and a yeah. half stars at best. Yeah, I mean he's a harsh critic. He doesn't just give give out five star for gay bars. Philip simply says, "I was arrested." One star. Mm-mm. So I mean, I mean that feels like a prerequisite for everyone, though. It's kind of a it's um, invitation only. Right. But it's not hard to get on the invite list. Oh, uh, Matthew G. said that the food is awful and the service was terrible. Uh, best to avoid and take your business elsewhere. Mm. So when given the choice, you know, after they're like, hey, you're arrested, and when they give you the choice of jail, uh, Matthew G. would recommend that you do not go to the Louisville Metro Department of Corrections. Okay. So That's maybe fair. maybe do your research. It's probably best to do your research, yeah, beforehand, so you can ask which which prison. And that's what you know. That's what this is all for. That's what we're here for. Check Google reviews. Check Trivago. Check uh, Expedia. Um, going back to the Durham one, Jesse yeah. Shipman says, "Came for the crime, stayed for the crime." Hmm. hmm. Okay. So that's so. Did he give it a lot of stars though? Because it sounds like. Uh, it was four, four stars. Yeah, yeah so they were positive. good at what he was into. Like mm-hmm. he was into crime. Cr- crime mm-hmm. was present. Art Gun- Art Garfunkel says easily accessible from Deepak, which I think is the the bus uh, service here. Mm. Rude staff. Mm-hmm. I think maybe Art got confused staff with inmates. Maybe. Perhaps. Yeah, or maybe he um, tried to take the bus to prison. And go to prison, and maybe the guard said, "No, no, 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 no. Sorry, Art. This is a prison. You, you, you have to do a crime to get in first. Yeah. And he was incensed that they would suggest that he do a crime just mm-hmm. to get into prison. Well, so yeah, there's a couple of reviews for you on the Louisville Correctional Facility as well as the Durham Correctional Facility. Uh, if you feel so inclined, you can go visit them. And then maybe uh, write a review of your own, trying to uh, help them get them get them stars up. Yeah, were we so were we were we paid by these yes. facilities? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I feel like maybe we should have just sort of picked and chose did the five star ones. Oh, nah. well, that's not what we're we're here for honesty and uh, education. Yeah, right. So yeah, if you're uh, interested, you can uh, visit nine one one. After committing a crime, and and you'll be on your way. Hey folks, welcome to the part of the show where we try to solve some problems with unconventional solutions. Josh, uh, I hear that you have a problem for us. I do have a problem. Uh, so... I don't know if you're aware or not, but the movie Dune is going to be coming out soon. I mm-hmm. I am aware of that. I'm very excited. I really want to watch it. However, I felt like I should read the book first so that I could be a more better viewer of the movie. Um, so I was going to read Dune. However, apparently it's a big book and mm-hmm. I'm already ankle deep in other books. So mm-hmm. I decided I was going to get an audio book from the library, which I did. And I bought a, I, I rented the audiobook from the library. It's a nice uh, giant box of uh, CDs. 
Mm. Uh, and I figured, you know what, I'll I'll keep it in the car and I'll listen to it when I'm in the car and enjoy this book. However, I'm hooked. But the only way I have to listen to CDs is in my car. In your car. Mm-hmm. And so, so now I, a 26-year-old man living in the year 2021, am trying mm. to find a portable DVD player, I mean CD player, like I'm 10, so right. that I can listen to this good book on tape. Mm. And I need to know, A, is it okay if I buy a portable CD player? Or is there something something else I could do to to still be able to listen to this book? Okay. Okay. Can, can I just get get this out of here at the beginning? So you you had to have known bringing this bringing this into my court. Right. I'm, I'm not a man of of the page, if you will. <laughs> I'm not a I'm not a book connoisseur. Mm-hmm. Um. And when it comes to the book movie conflict, there's a lot of there's a lot of conversation, but it always ends the same. Most people, when they read the books before, are then disappointed by the movie. They're like, oh, it's not as good as the book. So, mm-hmm. sure, if you want to read the book first, fine. Be my guest. But if you're only doing it to then watch the movie and mm-hmm. thus be disappointed more than likely, I think it's a bad idea. Mm. So anyone who says, "Oh, you got to read the book first. Why? Why do the if it's better, why do that first? If they if they genuinely think it's better, they should say, "Oh, yeah, go ahead and watch it, but then you read that book and you'll like it better." I have one exception to this. Mm-hmm. And it's and it's and it's Lord of the Rings, not The Hobbit, cuz I mm-hmm. didn't like those movies at all. Oh, there's but, no but exceptions. The, all the movies are always better, but continue. The, <laughs> the lord of the rings when you're dealing with a book that is so involved and so long Mm -hmm. that the movie can accurately recreate it and somehow summarize it into one cohesive thing then in that one case that this has not been true for anything else exclusively lord of the rings i enjoy the movies and the books equally if I need a shortened version, I'll watch the movie. Mm. If I'm mm. up for a challenge and reading a ton of dwarven names, I'll read the books. But it's the only so so maybe so there's a chance that Dune is falls in that category, and maybe they'd sum it up so perfectly and they recreate the parts they do in the movie so perfectly that it actually is a compliment to the book mm-hmm. and not a hindrance. Hmm. The odds are pretty bad. The odds are pretty slim because there's been how many book to movie? Yeah. I mean, even Harry Potter. A lot. And they did eight movies. (laughs) Uh, I understand your argument, Luke, but Mm -hmm. here's the situation. I had been intending to read Dune for a long time. Mm. Never gotten around to it yet. And then I heard about the movie being made and I was like, well, crap. I have been wanting to read this book. I so see. I'm just going to go ahead and do it next. Okay, see, I see, I've I got see. up front. I got another suggestion. Then what if you will it be streaming or is it only on the big? Oh, it's only on the big screen, isn't it? Yeah, I think it's only on the big screen. Shoot. Okay. Well, my thing works less good now, but you could wait till it comes out uh, mm-hmm. on a streaming platform or on like Amazon or on DVD or something. And then could you read the book at the same pace that the movie? Like pause the movie 
mm-hmm. then read the book and then watch the movie and read the book and do them simultaneously. Mm-hmm. Fill in the gaps. In little segments. Right. Yeah, and as soon as you start to cover new ground, you will go back and, 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 and read the book or watch the movie or whatever right. you're, you're on. That would be really interesting to do for any movie. I was just it about to say, that would almost intrigue me. Yeah. To like see where they... Uh, Defer? Di- yeah, I guess. Or differ is Diver- probably... Diverge is actually the one I was Diverge. looking for. I think I think the movie would still come off disappointing, or not disappointing, mm-hmm. but it would be frustrating only because you'd only get like 15 minutes. And then you'd be back to paper. Yeah, and you'd and then and those fifteen minutes would turn into four or five days of reading. <laughs> right. Some of us oh, yeah. read at different paces. <laughs> and that's okay. It is okay. I had to get tested as a kid. <laughs> for for a page for a book allergy? No. <laughs> Break out in hives every time I touch the stuff. <laughs> no, I uh, I got tested for dyslexia, but I failed the test, and it turns out I was I had no disability, just bad, <laughs> just poor just, motivation, just slow. <laughs> just like, sorry, you're just not good. Like, I there's nothing I think, holding you back. But you were always so good at math, so I think you're like, I don't know. Which I know they're not this. I know they're not synonymous, but I feel like the ability to look at a math problem. It's the same skill as reading, but in math, you can just kind of look at it on a whole mm. and understand it, whereas words, you have to go like in sequence. And I feel like for your brain, you just need to the whole thing right there. Definitely. You know what I'm saying? Maybe I would do better in Chinese because that's kind of how they write. You know, they yeah. just put up almost like a picture and all the words are contained within. Mm. Yeah, you should. Yeah. I, I think I should... St- I know you struggle with reading, but you should probably learn Mandarin. I think I should go for Chinese. <laughs> I've heard it's super easy to pick up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So CDs. CDs. First of all, we live in the age of the hipster. If you get a Walkman and some mm. cool hipster shades, you can do. You can go wherever you want and listen to the, those CDs. That's so true. true, actually. Maybe get like a felt hat, like a wide-brimmed felt hat. And a scarf, mm-hmm. and some big, big over-the-ear headphones. I and think then maybe like a half ironic, half non-ironic, like a uh, CD divider bag. You know, yeah, a satchel. Like they used to have, yeah, a satchel, but it's got those little sleeves in there, and you just Slows. pull them out in a coffee or shop, a, or a fanny pack. Ooh, fanny pack, a CD fanny pack, a CD fanny pack. Do you think? CD players will do what record players have done. You know how they're kind of popular, like to collect mm-hmm. records and have mm-hmm. a record player. I do. I do. I personally do. You think in like the twenty, maybe like twenty seventy, that yeah, that I think our hits? kids, our kids will listen to CDs like we listen to records. I like because their grandparents will have vast quantities of CDs right. tucked away that we know exist but could care less about. But they will uncover when they're digging through grandma yes. and grandpa's junk. Our parents. And they'll be like, how do I listen to this? This is DC Talk from 1988. <laughs> and we'll be like, whoa, that's a throwback. Let me tell and you, we'll- we, we shined lasers at these and sound came out. <laughs> <laughs> 
but and and you would carry it around on your hip, but you couldn't walk too fast because then it would go. Yep. <laughs> Don't try to run. The lasers would get out of whack. Boy, we really said that like we grew up with those, and we didn't. With CD players, not Walkmans. Walkmans. Oh yeah, no, not Walkmans. CD we, players. We had thing. we had one as a family. Yeah, so did we. But I mean, like, I had iPods were out when we were ten. Right. Yeah, but <laughs> some of us didn't get them. <laughs> yeah, not all of us got them right away, Luke. <laughs> Come on, Luke. Oh yeah, sorry you guys were freaking poor. <laughs> some of some of us didn't get phones till we were in high school, and it was it was it had nine numbers on it. Mm-hmm. Not even a flip phone. I started off with the Nokia, like oh, oh the yeah. brick. Yeah, but I could still I could still text with it. That's pretty baller. I bought an iPod Touch when I was like 12 with my own money, and then I sent it through the washing machine the next day. <laughs> the next day? I don't remember the next that. day. It was one of the saddest events of oh, my childhood. No. <laughs> I was so proud that I made the purchase. Woof. Dang. That's rough. Yeah. I, 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 uh, I got my... I got... I guess I... Did I have a touch? I don't even remember if I had a touch, but... I got my first iPhone junior year of high school, mm. 2013, I guess, mm-hmm. uh, for taking a test and doing real good on it. Nice. nice. That was my- didn't you, didn't you have an iPod vi- that did video? I remember- Yeah, I did. Oh, you're right. That's what I thought, because I was like so jealous that you had- played videos. Yeah, I had an iPod, like the OG like iPod. Like the chunky- Yeah. Yeah. It was like a full centimeter thick- Mm-hmm. But I had uh, I had a bunch of Disney. Mo- I had Up and yeah. a bunch of Pixar shorts. I remember watching it on your little like the two of us around in the, a in the, what in size the screen? <laughs> Maybe three of us. Maybe three. Okay, so yes, you can get a CD player. Okay, cool. Unironically, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, right for sure. I mean, I figured like a thrift shop has to have one somewhere. I think finding it's going to be the hardest thing for sure. I think, yeah, because you're almost at the point where they become cool and people want them mm-hmm. now. Yeah. They're either busted or like repaired and expensive. Or yeah. very cheap and from China. Here's some other good options though. Mm-hmm. I know we're not really in the season for it, but you could always wash your car every day mm. and do what cool guys do and leave one of the doors open and really blast the speakers. And instead of cool music, you are listening to Dune on audio. (laughs) That could be something. I like that. I do live in the ghetto of Durham, so I'm sure that would just go over well. You could get a crowd of people who are just like, what is going on? And what's that? They're they're hooked. Yeah, you have like reading hour in the hood. Yeah, I could do that. I could drive one block over to the homeless camp and just... Pull up, and we have a little reading time. Y'all want to listen to Dune or what? And they're all like, no, nah, we read it. Low key, not a bad idea. Kind of sounds fun. <laughs> <laughs> Could you bring some Dune-themed snacks? Mm. Like gummy worms. Yeah, like gummy worms. Or uh, That's the only thing I know about Dune. I was going to say, I think y'all know more about it than I do. I was going to say sand. Well, that is. That's, that would work. It's a bad snack. But <laughs> it is, a bad it is in the book. You could bring old Timothy Charlemagne with you. Mm. Mm, he's a snack and a half. Oh, yeah. Oh. 
Um, see, I thought about just running some like PVC pipe from my car into the house so that mm-hmm. I could play it and then sit on the couch and listen. Yeah, that'd be pretty good. Could you do the can and the ropes? Can and the string? Oh, can and yeah. string, yeah. It would be like you're listening to it from coming from the 1920s. Mm-hmm. Couldn't the car be the tin and I just have to like tape mm. some string to the window of the car? Yeah, just roll your window up with a string in there. Right, yeah. Yeah, and then just... I could roll. Sorry, and then I could slide my house window up with a string. Mm-hmm. So then my house becomes the speaker. I was gonna say maybe just, just spend some more quality time with your car. You know, mm. I feel like we've kind of lost that. You know, yeah. Right. I feel like if you took up like smoking cigarettes and you just chilled out in a parking lot and kind of leaned against your car with a leather jacket mm-hmm. and uh, some jeans and boots and just kind of posted up there all day. Chain smoking, it could be a look. I could be a look, and I could definitely get through the book pretty quick. Mm-hmm. Or try this on. Need to take mm-hmm. more road trips. Say you had friends who lived eight to nine hours away. You could just mm-hmm. drive there once a week. Right. You'd have that book knocked out in no time. <laughs> okay, it's not a bad idea. It is ben, not a bad idea. What are you doing with the remote? I I have been curious for a while. I am getting all the dust off. With how? Your fingers? It's got, dust, it's got dust in between all these little buttons. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. You got to push the buttons in and really get your thumb in there deep. Try to get all the dust out from between them. You all right? You haven't, been, you haven't been sliding the battery cover on and off during this, have you? No. The battery cover has stayed on because that would make a clicky noise. Instead, all you're going to hear in the background is like rubber, which I don't even know what that's going to sound like. Wow. I've never made it past the clicky slide thing. That's all I ever play with. Yeah. I want to rip these I've buttons off. I've broken so many of those tabs that, that click in. I don't know <laughs> if I've broken more remote tabs or pin clips. No, uh, it's okay. definitely right, pin clips. Hold on. <laughs> you, used to, you used to eat pins as a child. Josh was single-handedly responsible for the Office Depot decline. <laughs> <laughs> we can't keep pins in stock. Some kid comes in and eats them. Listen, we all have our problems. Luke can't read... <laughs> Everybody's got their vice. I I eat pens. And Ben snacks on <laughs> Timothy Chalamet. Yeah, so I guess just get one. Get a CD okay. player and just don't feel ashamed about it is what I would say. That's not... Hold up, though. We're getting away from our roots. That's not super unconventional. Oh, yeah. Shoot. Never mind. Here's what I'm thinking. CDs are not like... I mean, they're coming back, but they're not super cool. Records is really where it's at. So I think you got to get a record machine. But you got to okay. get one that also plays CDs. Mm-hmm. My family actually owns one like this, but it looks old-timey. Mm. Really? Yeah. I say my family, my my parents own one. Was that relevant for like a year? Yeah, it was cool like <laughs> yeah. in like t- t- 2008. Um and then so you can so you can just set a record on there. Maybe you can mm-hmm. get oh, maybe you can get a blank record. And then you're spinning the blank record, and it's just making nice little, like, crackly noises like mm, records yep. make. But then also, you're playing the CD, and people are like, what? You have Dune on vinyl? You're like, yeah, I do. Hear all those nice crackly noises? And then you can listen to it and smoke a pipe or whatever you want. Right. Instead of the instead of the cigarette and the jean jacket on the car, it's a Irish hat. What are those hats called? Irish mm-hmm. hats. Irish hat. And a pipe. Okay, here's what I'm thinking. 
you got to get on one of these next Jeff Bezos flights to space. Mm-hmm. You go and you take with you a transmitter, a CD to radio wave transmitter. You blast mm-hmm. Dune out into the infinite. Eventually, it's going to bounce back to Earth, and the scientist is yep. going to catch it and be like, what? Dune <laughs> is in the infinite universe. And then you got to get it from them. Come apart at the end. Oh, yeah, I thought I thought you were saying it bounces back, and then I can just listen to it on my radio. Yeah, you'll yeah, listen to it on radio thinking. when when they play it because it'll be shocked that Dune came out of space. Again, I'm still in my car, but it's on the radio instead. Yeah, or you yeah. can listen to it like at home, or but then like then people all over are listening to it, and you started mm-hmm. a revolution, and everyone's listening to Dune because Dune came from outer space. Mm. All right. Well, folks, we hope you enjoyed this episode of Nickel Park. Um, happy birthday, Jeff. Uh, we love you, and we hope you had a great birthday. If you like this episode or any past episodes or any future episodes, you can email us at nickelparktours at gmail.com or hit us up on Instagram at nickel underscore park underscore podcast and say, hey, or I didn't like this. You can do that at those places. Thanks to AMF for having us on the network. Thanks to Jake Byron for the use of our ad song. Thanks to Sons of Circus for the use of our theme song. And hey, if you if you if you have future site, if you have future site and you know like you like our future episodes, you better keep that to yourself cuz those are spoilers and we haven't even <laughs> got there yet. So you better keep that locked down. I don't want any emails from people who like our future episodes. That's true. That's for you to know and us to find out. But do tell us if you do have future sight and let us know if we make it big or not. <laughs> or if we put out any stinkers. Yeah, tell us when the stinkers are going to come. Yeah, tell we- us what what episode numbers to avoid. <laughs> hey, 283? Not good. Mm-mm. Not good. Was Cancel n- that one. Not your finest work. <laughs> Ooh. All right. Thanks for joining us, folks. Until next time, I'm Ben. I'm Joshua. And I'm Luke. Can you show me how you put it all in motion? Show me some loving and show me emotion. Can you show me how you put it all in motion? Yeah.